0: Someone tell me if I have my dates wrong, but I'm going to go with Thursday. And today we have Melissa and Michelle. If you want to raise your hand, who wants to go first while I do announcements or I'll just pick you. Okay. Michelle said she wants to go first. So Michelle, I'm going to come for you first and it's going to be so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, if you haven't heard yet, I'm doing the most incredible webinar for free on next Wednesday, October 20th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. I posted the graphic on my personal Instagram, Imagine Emmeline, and on my business coaching Instagram, Emily Gibson Coaching. You can go screenshot it there. It has the Zoom ID. And the password, I will also email it to you, but I know that, you know, sometimes email can be an issue. So if you want to just go grab it so you have it, you can write it in your planner and then you won't have any stress or anxiety about making it to the call next week. You are going to want to be on live. There is going to be a benefit of being on live. There is just, you're going to want to be first in line because I'm announcing something that I've never added to anything I've ever done before. And it will go fast, one portion of it that you might be interested in, or you might not be. I just think it's something you guys have always asked me to do. And so I think it's probably gonna go fast. And if it doesn't, well, then there's more time for me. So I'm fine either way. But if you want to at least have the option to have it, you're going to want to be on that call live. Okay. So of course there will be a replay, but I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Perfect. It's all about how to get the webinar is how to get in the zone, what the zone is and why getting in the zone right now is what you want for your network marketing business. So even if you have no plans to continue on with this community or even hear about what's happening with this community you're not going to want to miss the webinar because i'm teaching something that's going to be so valuable for your business so i will see you there we have this call today and one last call tomorrow at noon mountain time i can't believe it when i set this goal to coach you know 90 in 90 days i never thought i would coach Now we are at, I think, 130 people in 90 days. So pretty amazing. And I'm just so grateful that you've all allowed me to coach you and um, grow as a coach and learn from you all. (coughs) And it's just been the most incredible experience. And I don't want it to end. So, you know, we're going to like continue on and it's going to look a little bit different, but it's going to be. So much better than what we've been doing here, which I know many of you have messaged me saying that's impossible. You just wait. I'm going to knock your socks off. I'm so excited um, about everything. So, okay. Um, we're going to get started with Michelle. You can unmute yourself.
1: Michelle, what can I help you with today? Hello. Okay. Um, couple of roadblocks, I guess. I, a little bit about me. I've been in network marketing for over 20 years. Um, a couple of different <laughs> companies, one I thought, you know, was going to be it. And then, you know, this one came around. So I've been here five years. It's sort of like dating, isn't it? Like you think it's like, it a long time until like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like, oh, I thought I was going to marry you. Sure, oh, sure. shoot. You weren't the one. <laughs> So it's good. I love where I'm at. What I struggle with is um, consistency. I feel like I'm an all or nothing person. So like summer break, for example, comes up and I like completely shifted to focus on my kids and interact with them. And then it's like, okay, now I got to get back. Um, this is the first time that I do have kids in school five days or at least five mornings a week. So I feel like this is the time that like, there's no excuse. How old are your kids? Seven and four. So we have preschool five mornings a week. Um, so I want to really use this year to like jump off and stop the up and down. Um, some of my other roadblocks are, I feel like I'm salesy. People tell me I'm genuine, but I feel like because I've been in this industry for so long, I feel like I come across salesy and that holds me back. I feel like I don't, I don't easily come up with words. So, like, oh, just write a post. It takes me a while and I want to make sure it's really genuine and not sounding salesy. So that kind of actually blocks me sometimes instead of just like working quickly and getting it done. That whole like you should be able to work your business in 15 minutes or 30 minutes. I'm like, but it takes me forever to <laughs> do the things. And then I get sucked into the engaging instead of like doing the IPAs I should be doing.
0: <laughs> okay. And no. so what's the problem with being salesy? Can you explain that to me?
1: Um, I think it's the vibe of rubbing people the wrong way so that they think you're just about to sell it. They're ju- you're just trying to make money and sell them something versus genuinely having something that really would fit the solution to what their problem is.
0: And like, what is wrong with just trying to make money and sell something to them? Um
1: They feel used, like that doesn't have their best interest at heart. Okay.
0: And if they feel used, what does that mean about you?
1: I must not be a nice person. Okay. If I'm just selfishly trying to do that for myself.
0: And what is wrong with you selfishly? Trying to do
1: something for yourself. I want people to like me and trust me. So that might not go along with the same. Those motives don't seem like they line up.
0: What is your motive? To genuinely help them. And how do you know if you're genuinely helping them?
1: I guess if they come back and say, oh, thank you, because of this, I because of you helped me, I feel better, for example.
0: What if they don't feel better?
1: It's hard, then I get stuck. Like, well, now what? How do I help you? I feel like this should help you.
0: <laughs> yeah, what
1: if it doesn't help them? <coughs> I don't know. I'm like, now what? Well, I mean, I've pulled in my team. I've tried to help. I've had one specific person say, nope, it's just not working. And I'm like, really? (laughs) It's worked for hundreds of thousands of people. How can I not find this? Like, what else is going on? Yeah. I feel like then if they did trust me up into that point and give it a real shot, and then they were like, nope, this just doesn't work at all. Then I'm like, well, did I? I don't think that I failed. Cause I did as much as I possibly know, but I don't know. There's something else going on there.
0: Well, it's kind of interesting. Cause like what I'm seeing going on here, right. is like, you know, like your kids are in school. So now there's no excuse. Like before I had an excuse when they weren't in school and now I don't have an excuse. I didn't really want to do it before and I don't really want to do it now, but like I have to do it now because my kids are in school, right. And then there's this like, thought loop where you're like, yeah, like, I feel like I'm salesy and it's holding me back. And like, I don't easily come up with words and I get sucked into the engagement thing. And, um, and you know, like if I'm salesy, then people are going to feel used and that's going to mean I'm not a nice person and I'm selfishly trying to do something for myself. And I want people to like me and trust me. And like, I'm genuinely helping them But then I also really want to make money, but I like, don't want anyone to know that I want to make money. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so like, where is this like desire to hide the fact that you want to make money coming from?
1: It's probably coming from my upbringing that we didn't have. We had just enough to get by. So there's definitely some family family conflict there.
0: So belief around money is what. Yeah.
1: It's almost like if we struggled this much growing up, why aren't you struggling? Not that I want you to struggle, but do you, like do you deserve that- It's a
0: deserve. So like you didn't have money growing up, so you don't deserve to have money now. Yes. Okay. Um, which is kind of interesting because it's very past focused, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, like this is where we came from and we can't like dishonor that and make money.
1: Yeah. Why Could is that? Not be nice. <laughs> if Explain you're not to me. Yeah. Explain that to you. Yeah. That's just, it's a hard one. I've had definitely blocked me for a while. I don't know. It's almost like a jealousy thing. Of what? Like my mom. How so? She was one of those people who gave everything like that yellow personality, very, very giving of herself. So if she kind of struggled through making life work, (laughs) then you know, as her daughter, she wants me to be better. But at the same time, I almost feel like it's, you should struggle more. And this is a completely different model, right? A completely
0: different. We've We've got like 10 of them right here, but I'm going to whittle us down to one here in a minute. I'm just really interested on this belief around money. And I wonder if that is like the million dollar model that is sort of like, causing all the weirdness around salesy and don't want anyone to think that I'm like taking advantage of them or, you yeah. know, like yep, what right. is the problem with you being like ridiculously wealthy? Was your brain telling you
1: that it would pull us apart? Maybe pull who apart me and my mom or other family members. Why? Why? Is it like too easy for you to, I don't know. Like, why would you want someone to struggle?
0: (laughs) Let yourself like answer that question though. Like, why would it pull you apart from your family to have money?
1: They're still in that kind of getting by way of life. didn't have a, even if they had a bigger vision, it just didn't like really go after something to make it happen and kind of just settled on dreams. And therefore, like, if I go after this, then that's nice, but don't take advantage of people along the way just to make it happen as if that's the only way that it could happen.
0: Okay. So, how would you take advantage of people along the way to make it happen? What's the, you know, fear? Make them buy
1: something. (laughs) Make
0: them buy something. Yeah. How do you make someone buy something? Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, I don't think I'm forceful. Talk them into something.
0: How do you talk someone into something?
1: (laughs) persistence, maybe communicating. Um, you know what, maybe it's partly this starting out. I did a lot of hearing the problem and then instantly trying to match it with the solution of, Oh, I have a product that would help that. Oh, I have a product that would help that. Oh, I have a product. You should do this product rather than like sitting with the acknowledgement. Oh, I've heard you say before, like, oh, that must be really hard for you. Like, I didn't go through that emotional step to help them feel it. That I always, I'm like, (laughs) problem solver, jump too fast. And I think maybe that's the emotion that it kind of jumps. Instead of people seeing my heart, they think, oh, you're just trying to sell something. So you're talking about like connection
0: versus convincing right? You're like, Oh, I used to convince people. Now I try to connect with them. And when you try to connect with them, it almost sounds like that's where you're more worried about people thinking you're taking advantage of them though.
1: I think maybe I still need to work on the connecting, taking the time and not just jump over it. Hold on.
0: Go find God. Don't come in here. The kids are home from school, like I mentioned. <laughs> All right, we get a special. Yeah, they're here. Yep, even though you close the office door and they know not to come in, they're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go out right now. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mom life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when you were... Explain to me this, when you were just problem solving for people and that was the way that you were doing it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And did you ever feel like, can you explain to me how you felt when you were problem solving for them around them feeling like, did you feel salesy then? Can you explain to me what that felt like?
1: Okay. So I felt excited because I felt like, oh, I have this solution. And if they just tried it and would then learn how much I know, they would get it too. So it was exciting at first, but then if they like, you don't follow up with them or they don't respond to you, it's like, wait, what happened? There's a disconnect. And then they stop ordering and you're like, well, are you taking it to the to the right regimen that I outlined? Like, are you following it? You know, but at first the feeling was excited. Like, oh, I have a solution to this. And this is it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. But without, I think, making taking the time to make that connection beforehand, they didn't, they're like, okay, I tried it. But like one day, you know, or one month didn't feel so much different. So I don't really trust you. And I'm done with that.
0: Okay. So it's really like a lot of it, what it comes down to is this worry around people not trusting you. And then there's this like underlying element of, I can't make money. So it's good. I'm not making money because I can't make money or I'm going to have this divide in my family. Mm-hmm. So, which one do you think? Like, I have like a gut intuition of the way that I want to go with it, but like, which way do you want to go with it? Do you want to like do some work on the family money thing, or do you want to do some work on like the trust self doubt thing? There, I think the trust self doubt. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so, um, when you think they feel used, right? When's mm-hmm. the last time that you Like, worried about this? Was it with an enrollment that you recently had or somebody that quit? Like, can you explain to me a specific example of when you thought they feel used or you worry they might feel used?
1: Um, It's so, it's been ongoing for so long.
0: (laughs) It doesn't even have to be the last time. Like, can you explain? one time where you thought, oh my gosh, they feel used? Because like, I can think of ones in my six-year career. I'm like, yep, that one for sure felt used 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: It probably comes back to family again, which family is small, right? We should grow so much outside of family, but I think it's like I'm stuck, right? Um, so the products I use help help us feel better in our health right so to have that example um i'm someone who like super is super in tune with my body i can feel stuff i have people in my family who like don't like i can see outwardly that they are better that they are feeling better they are happier but they don't feel it they don't recognize it among themselves so they're like eh, i don't really need that you keep trying to sell it to me i don't i don't even need that cuz it's not doing anything for me and i'm like
0: so someone in your family mm-hmm. family member says I don't really need that. It's not doing anything for me.
1: Yeah. And I'm spending all this money on it and it's not doing anything. So I don't just don't want to pay anything anymore. There's
0: that money thing again. See, mm-hmm. I knew that is going to be at the root of everything. <laughs> I'm spending so much money. And this is like the family members that don't have money. Right. So then we're like, oh gosh, it's going to distance us. Yeah. Money, 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 always money. I'm spending so much money. Okay. I don't really need that. I'm spending so much money and it's not really working. Right. And you thought what?
1: I thought Disappointment
0: that's okay. your promotion. But what do you think when your family member said, I don't really need that. I'm spending so much money and it's not really working. What did
1: you think? I thought, I think it is working for you, mm-hmm. but you are not recognizing it. And how could I help you recognize it? If you're like shut down and you don't see the value connection to the money cost.
0: And that feeling of disappointed, <laughs> where did that most come from?
1: Um, what, do you, what do you mean?
0: Like you said, I feel, I felt disappointed.
1: Like, oh, I don't want to let them down. I believe that this works. I can kind of see that it is working for you, but if you're like <laughs> really not seeing it, then it's like, oh. I don't want to let them down. Mm-hmm. Again, back to the trust, because if they trusted me to start it, I want them to get the results that I outlined that they should get. Mm -hmm. And they should be able to get results because they trust you? Well, if they use the products as I outlined for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you felt disappointed, what did you do? Backed off, didn't talk about it anymore.
0: Avoided talking about it. Mm
1: -hmm. What did you, um, when you said backed off, what did that look like? Um, One of the things it looks like is when I hear the problems pop up again in their conversations, instead of coming with the, oh, I have a solution that could help that, I just let it go didn't engage with the conversation. What goes on in your head when you're doing that? This is sad that I know I have something that could help, but you're not willing to give it a shot.
0: So we're sort of like judging family.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. So when you feel disappointed, you avoid talking about it. You back off you sort of ruminate on how they should be doing it like judging the family, um, criticizing them in your mind. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. What else is going on? What, anything else you're not doing when you're feeling disappointed?
1: Um, maybe not as excited to reach out to others, Mm -hmm. follow-ups or other new reach outs, because it's like, well, if people feel like this, then.
0: So we're sort of like catastrophizing too, right? We're like, oh, if it didn't work for this one family member, because they didn't take the products the way I told them to. So they really didn't like, of course they wouldn't work, but for sure, it's not going to work for someone that takes their products
1: and they
0: won't get results. Cause this one family member that didn't really take them the way that I told them to, didn't get results. So for sure, someone that takes them the way I tell them to are not going to get results. (laughs) It's kind of interesting what our brain does, right? Yes, It like takes something that happened in the past and then it applies it to the future. Yes. A lot of that. And that's called being past focused. Okay. And when we're past focused, we actually can't, be future focused. (coughs) Sort of like what I was teaching yesterday with this uh, here. If we're making decisions from who we are right now, and we're looking at all the things that we've done in the past, then we can't be making mistakes that move us closer to who we want to become in the future. Mm -hmm. Because our brain's like protecting us. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No more mistakes like we did with family member B that didn't take the products the right way and now doesn't trust me. Although they've never said those words, I don't trust you. But we'll just assume in our minds that they don't trust us because that feels useful. Yep. And then we'll just gather evidence from everything we've ever done wrong and how nobody's going to trust us and make a decision that no one's going to trust us. So we better not even reach out. So we can't even like make mistakes with other people to even get to our future selves. Yes. And our brain's like, yep, it's safer this way. Besides, we can't really make money because then that would disconnect us from our family. Right. Yeah. And really the result is I let myself down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I tape I feel like I'm capable of more and playing small.
0: Yeah. I know me too. Is that the result that you want? I let myself down. It's not. And the other thing I'm also seeing here, which is interesting is I don't trust myself.
1: Be able to handle whatever comes up or?
0: Yeah, because like this past focused idea of like the and this worry around they don't trust me or they're not going to trust me, this underlying theme of trust, Mm -hmm. lack of trust. If I do it wrong, people won't trust me. But like anytime you think that in your results is going to be, I don't trust myself. And how can others trust you if you don't trust yourself? explain that to me fake it till you make it <laughs> yeah i know that like statement it sounds so nice yeah um i totally get it and i've said it so many times and then when i went through coach certification i was like that's actually like not a useful thing to say
1: <clears throat> interesting
0: because fake it till you make it right like yeah there's it's not like there's anything bad about saying that. I mean, I do it all the time, right? Sure. But when you are choosing that thought, fake it till you make it. <coughs> if it's creating a feeling of anxiety for you or fear or insecurity, then we know our actions are going to be all messed up. And then our actions are what drive our results.
1: Or like feeling disingenuine.
0: like the result would most likely be, I'm not making it, Mm. right? Because there's so much power in our thoughts. Right. Because our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings are what drive our actions and our actions are what create our results. Right. So when you choose this thought, I don't want to let them down. It sounds so valiant. It's like, yes, white knight, here she comes. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let anyone down. Everyone's going to trust me. I don't trust myself, but it's fine because everyone's going to trust me. And if they trust me, then I can feel validated in what I'm doing. Yes. And so I don't validate me is another one.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? What are you thinking? I'm kind of thinking like, oh, like you got you got something here. We got something here. Yeah. Some of the closest. Like outside of my team, which is amazing, right? Some of the closest people around me are not supportive of me trying to go on this path. So like when you become like the five people you're around the most, you're hearing.
0: Should they support you?
1: I mean, it would be nice. (laughs) Why would it be nice? Because then I wouldn't feel like I'm, I want to say butting up against or like, because they should trust that I made a good choice to try to do this. There it is again. Mm-hmm.
0: Who creates your feelings?
1: I do. With what? Thoughts create feelings. Mm-hmm.
0: So with your thoughts, you create your feelings. Yes. So this thought of if they would just support me, I wouldn't feel like I'm butting up against them.
1: hmm might have more freedom to feel like I can make mistakes instead of feeling like, well, I have to just do it right and get it right and make it work.
0: And you're giving away all of your power to your family or whoever it is that you are determined your closest five, you're giving Mm -hmm. all of your power away to them when you choose that thought. Yes. And it is a thought error. Let's fix that. (laughs) Wouldn't it be so easy? I'll just wave the thought coach wand and we'll just instantly believe something new. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the way, like, where do we start? First, with compassion, right? It's no wonder you're always worried about everyone trusting you because you don't trust you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and you don't validate you. And so there's this never ending quest for everyone to validate you, to give you permission to go forward. Yes. What's
1: coming up? I need to be stronger for myself.
0: Right. Cause let's beat ourselves up. Like, let's, you know, like there's probably like some, some of that, like beat self up, things like that, that come up when we have this realization about ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Oh, I can't believe I've been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yes. Yeah. I know. And why, why do you need validation from others to trust yourself? Like what's in it for you? I'm
1: interested. Um, I'm leaning toward like the blue personality, like the influence that fuels me of those around me, you know, like the, in that a
0: little bit more for people that don't know what that means, explain that a little bit more.
1: <laughs> um, so I feel like I, my energy, my passion, my, I don't know, gets fueled with interactions right? Interacting with others. I always thought I choose to be a positive person. I choose to make things positive, look at the positive light on things. So when others are around me with negativity, pulling it down, it's hard for me to get over that and continue the positive. I'm like, I don't want this. Whose negative energy
0: is pulling you down? (laughs) Hmm. And her husband for those of you that couldn't hear that. Um, <clears throat> who determines the way you feel? I do. So how can husband pull us down? Explain it to me because it's not lining up.
1: Um, I think it's the typical situation of men want to see the money before they become supportive.
0: But that's like a problem because you don't, you don't think that making money is you're like have
1: resistance to making money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the inconsistency just keeps feeding that and letting other priorities come up. What keeps feeding it? Inconsistent um, effort. Where does that come from? It's lack of prioritizing, lack of belief that it's really going to happen. Belief. Where do our beliefs come from? Our thoughts and our feelings. Our thoughts. Just our thoughts. thoughts. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we just keep like thinking, oh, I, I'm not successful at this because my family doesn't trust me or my husband needs to see the money and I'm not showing him the money because like what he doesn't know is like I really have been resistant to making money. I feel like it's going to ruin my family if I make money. So that's why there's no money. It's actually like... I have a massive opportunity to make a lot of money, but like, I'm just pushing money away. So, um, so it's not me, it's him. It's not me, it's my family, but your husband and your family are just your circumstance. It's totally neutral and it has nothing to do with your result. Okay. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) <laughs> it's really the best news ever. Yes. Because if they have nothing to do with your results, that's great. Cause you can't control them anyway. Right. But you, your brain thinks that it can, which is why there's this fascination with trying to get everybody to validate and trust you. And this is just what your brain is doing, right? Because you have a prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not that there's anything wrong with you or that you're broken or that anything has gone wrong. You just have this really intelligent brain that's like warning you of danger. Because on a primal level, back hundreds of thousands of years ago, our family unit, like you've seen the Croods, right? You have little kids. Please tell me you've seen the Croods new age. I haven't, but. Oh my I- gosh. It's so funny. Watch it this weekend. Okay. So, so funny. Your kids will love it. The first one was good. And you know, sometimes a sequel ruins it. Right. Right. No, the sequel, it was like Toy Story until the, until they went and pushed it one too far for the money grab with Toy Story four, they would have ended at Toy Story three. It would perfect, but they went, Sean calls it the money grab. Right. So, yeah. um, so the Croods, the first one, so funny. Second one, even better. Okay. Good. They're cavemen. Okay. And they're like, oh my gosh, the family, we, we stay in the pack. We sleep in the pack. Don't leave the pack. Because then we'll die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like, they would. Yeah, right. There fair. are <laughs> lions and tigers and bears, oh my, trying to eat them in their cave, right? Right. But it's the new age. So they're like transitioning into evolution with machines and fire and, you know, high level jacuzzi things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so... It's so funny because they relate it to like 2021 ish things. Like they're like, I'm watching the window, but it's (laughs) a screen, you know? Yeah. So the point is, is that that primal instinct is still there in our lower primitive brain. It never evolved. So we still have this fear around separating from the pack intuitively. And we think it's because we need their trust and we need their validation. And we just can't quite put our finger on why we need it. Hmm. We're like, it would just feel better. I know. But the reason why it would feel better is because it would quiet your lower brain's intuitive desire and fear that separating from the pack will kill us. It's just not evolved yet to understand that you can separate from your family. I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't. Just explaining what your brain is doing so that you understand why you feel like you need their trust and why, you're, why your brain is like, danger, danger, don't make money. Don't make money because it will ruin the family and we will disconnect. I'll disconnect from myself in the process. That's fine. But like, you know, don't disconnect from the family. And it's only because your lower brain is is just programmed to stay in the pack.
1: Makes sense. You literally,
0: your brain literally thinks it's going to die if you make money, even though you're not saying that or thinking that. You just can't explain why you have to have their trust and their validation. It would just feel better if I did. I know. Because then your lower brain would not think that we're separating from the pack.
1: Yes. Yep. That all makes sense.
0: Yeah. So we need a new thought. And a thought is just a belief. And beliefs sometimes take time to change. Right? Yep.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so giving ourselves compassion for what we've always believed without like beating ourselves up, just true compassion. Like, I want you to treat your brain like a two-year-old, right? Where you're like, oh, you can't tie your shoe. It's fine. Let me do it for you. Let me help you. Unless we're like grouchy. And then we're like, why can't you tie your shoe? (laughs) You should be able to do this. (laughs) Not at two, but like sometimes when mom is grouchy, like irrational things come out of her mouth. Happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, (laughs) human, there we go being human again. (laughs) So I want you to treat yourself like a two-year-old that like just needs compassion right now from you. Like, oh. Yeah. Because a lot of times what happens when we start to try to change our beliefs is we're like, I should be like believing something different faster. Yes. Like I have all this knowledge now, Emily told me and like, why isn't this going faster? Well, because for like decades, you've believed that in really evolution wise, it's hundreds of thousands of years, your brain has believed. Like, I you know you've had only had your brain in your skull for a short amount of time, but that brain has been passed down to you from hundreds of thousands of years. And it hasn't evolved to what your prefrontal cortex is realizing right now, which is, um, I can make money and it's not going to divide my family and lead to death by starvation. Yeah. Right. Like what else is true about making a lot of money? What else is possible with your family, your extended family, your, your, your small family, like your you know, family you live at with your home? What else is true that lots of money could offer you?
1: Um, it could offer more flexibility for my husband's career. What else? that. It could offer more choices. It could offer more help to support other family if needed.
0: Yeah, but our brain is like, no, it's going to disconnect us and we're going to die. This is bad. Don't do it. And it focuses on what it wants to believe about money. So we have to clean up our thoughts about money here. Right? And so I want you to make a list of the things that you believe about money on one side. Just be totally honest. Don't judge yourself as you do it. Be like, yeah, money's bad money causes problems. I'm just naming a few that sound like ones that you might do, but I could be totally wrong. So I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay. Money divides the family. Money creates jealousy. Just list them all out. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's only good. Cause that's what you believe. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not actually good.
0: <laughs> and also these are all just thoughts. Okay. Your brain's going to be like, yep, facts about money. Here I go, listing them all off. And it's like, no, no, all of them are just thoughts. And if we don't clean up our thoughts about money, we will not make as much money. Just FYI. Yes. Okay. So then on the second column, I want you to write down what else could be true about money. Okay. For example, money brings families together might be one that you come up with. I don't know. I want you to let your brain come up with it, right? And -hmm. if you're like, yeah, how could money bring the family together? Like, what if we made it, what if we made like $100,000 more in the next year? Like, what would we do with that money if our intention was to bring the family together with it? What would that look like?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Okay. I'll think on that. And then like, just be curious about it. Like just really challenge and be onto yourself. Okay. And be like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I believe that money is going to divide us but like what if I'm
1: wrong yes and, and I think part of where I get stuck there is it's nice and easy to say oh well I could help and share with family but what if they're like let's just say not looking for charity no like I'm not gonna take that from you
0: like, right I don't like my right your brain's like no no don't get curious around money let me tell you why like it's bringing you back to your current belief what just happened there in your mind was your lower brain was like no no we believe money divides people don't go having other ideas okay (laughs) (laughs) that's literally what your brain just did
1: yeah Yeah. you're
0: going to have resistance when you try to change your beliefs but I promise you, you're not like money is going to be hard while you continue to believe that it is hard. Okay. Because like some beliefs that I have around money, I'll share them with you. I wrote them down the other day. I did this exercise for myself nice. and I've done it several times over the last two years, especially because I noticed I had a tremendous amount of scarcity around money. And I was like, this is so weird. I make like $40,000 a month. Why do I have scarcity around money? Yeah. Like we've never not had enough money. Like I so I got I got coached by a master certified coach on money. And they were like why? <laughs> like they asked me some really interesting questions that I was like, I mean, cuz my dad has always been a saver. And when I got married at 21, we didn't have any money. And he's like, really? You ran out of money? I was like, no. <laughs> like, oh, did you, have you ever run out of money? I'm like, no. Huh. But my biggest fear was we're going to run out of money. Yeah. Which is like my, uh, my higher brain is like, that's so you're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. And so I really started to challenge my beliefs around this. And some of the things that I chose to believe is that money is abundant. It comes and it goes, but it's ever flowing. It never stops. Money is easy. Mm -hmm. Money is so fun. And then you have your, you know, your people that have negative beliefs around money that will say, yeah, until it's not, Mm -hmm love hate. I had someone say, this was years ago before I ever did network marketing. This is like back when, gosh, this probably would have been like mm, 10 years ago. I, and my husband had just like, he really like, he got a new job and he was making more money. And I was like, I love money. And she's like, love hate. I love it when I have it. I hate it when I don't. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so nice. You're like, yeah, that's true. Or what if I'm wrong? Ooh, (laughs) right? Like I love money. And if your brain's like, don't say that. Why? Yeah. What's wrong about loving money? And then you might be, if you're, you know, Christian, you might be like, well, I don't want to idolize money. Well, how then can I love money and not idolize it? Is that, is it possible to love money and not idolize it? Is it possible that God needs me to have a ton of money to accomplish things for building his kingdom? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And it's like when we just think that money is divisive and bad and evil and people won't trust us with it because we don't trust ourselves with it. Always trust, right? Mm-hmm. Trust and money, those two things. I, they're, I, I guarantee they're rooting up in everything in your life. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so it's like, when you believe things like money is hard, you have to work hard for money. I never have enough money. Only greedy people have money. Money isn't important. Those statements are so very different. Right. Right. And the way that you think about money will determine how much you have.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Because it's your thought and your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings drive your actions and your actions, create your results. Yeah. And so like what I know to be true about money is that money solves almost all problems. Yeah. My dad has taught me money just buys convenience. I've heard options. Yeah. It gives you options, more money, more options. Have Mm -hmm. you guys heard me say that before? (laughs) <laughs> I said that at our June event on stage and everyone was like, yeah. And I was like, more money, more options. Because when, like I grew up in the nineties, right. Well, I mean, I went to high school and middle school in the nineties, graduated in 2001. And so, you know, notorious B I G I love a little rap clean mm-hmm. version, right. you know, cause I'm also a good Christian girl. Sometimes most <laughs> of the time I'm human. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Balance. I think I, I, we all have our things, you know, I just like a little good rap sometimes or hip hop, nineties, hip hop. It's my favorite. Yeah. But I just, you know, I like the clean versions better. Um, Cause then I can like go to church and I don't even have to feel guilty about listening to it. Yeah. Right. yeah. And see, I, that's like a thought error because it's I don't have, have to feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my thought. <laughs> it's just your thought, Emily. Okay. Tangent. Uh, Anyway, money solves almost every problem. Money can buy you time and there's nothing more valuable than time. Yes. I love that one. Money can buy you freedom. Money speeds things up. Money can buy you learning opportunities. Money makes life easier. And I know you're not quite there yet, Michelle, because your mind, your mind's like, no, money would make everything harder with my family. Yeah.
1: Yes. What if but, you're wrong? What if I'm wrong and we get there and it actually what if is I'm better? Wrong?
0: It's like when I coach people that want to lose a hundred pounds, right? They're like, I don't know. Like this is every single person. They're like, well, it, I don't know. Like being, being 120 pounds might not be good for my body. And I'm like, okay. Is 250 pounds good for your body? Mm-hmm. Explain it to me. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, interesting. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's all, it's all the same. And our brain's just like warning us of danger because it's not evolved yet. And so if you're an amazing, wonderful, helpful, awesome person, guess what you're going to do with money?
1: Be amazing, wonderful, helpful.
0: You're going to do amazing, awesome, wonderful things with your money. Yeah. Yeah. Many people think it's like the root of all evil. A lot of Christian women struggle with this, you know, but it's not entirely accurate. And if you're an evil person, you're probably going to do evil things with your money. Right. But what if God had like lots of Christian women that were multimillionaires, that were just awesome wonderful, amazing humans that did awesome, wonderful, amazing things with their money to combat the people that are evil doing evil things with their money. Right, I love it. So there's all these other things that can be true about money. If we allow ourselves to be curious about them And eventually believe them because through curiosity, we change our beliefs. Which is why with our little kids, we're like, go to church every Sunday. Don't question if God is there. Because we're like, we don't want them to like think he's not there. Scarcity and fear, right? Right. Instead, we're like, no, question it. So you can know without a shadow of a doubt that he is there.
1: Instead of just scooting around the idea without really believing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some of you are like having a full blown panic attack inside of your body right now. (laughs) I know it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Michelle work to do around money. Start with that you know, worksheet that I just told you how to create. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And just allow yourself to be curious and and keep asking yourself the question, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong? It is it possible that fill in the blank. These are just my thoughts. Got it. Okay. Come thank back and get co- more coaching, please. I want to see where this goes for you. Okay, good. I love okay. It. All right. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. Melissa, you're up next. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Thank you for asking.
2: Good. What
0: can I help you with? do you want are you business or Mm -hmm. personal life?
2: business no business.
0: business business okay what's um not going well in your business
2: um well I love all the things you were talking about money I I struggle with some issues there um mindset belief that I could truly build a business, a team, and lead them well. Um, Yeah, that's probably.
0: What do you believe about your leadership abilities? Tell me who you are as a leader.
2: Wow. I don't know. I I mean, I, I guess I don't feel like I am. Why not? Cause I'm not doing that. And I'm not, I don't have a team. I don't have people to lead.
0: Do you have anyone enrolled under you?
2: Um, I have customer, well, VIPs now and wholesale, but nobody working the business.
1: Okay.
0: So how many people order every month? From you
2: consistently
0: just, I mean, I would, an average,
2: I would say about a dozen.
0: Okay. So there's a dozen people in a room and you are the only person that they know to help give them direction for their products. Yeah. You, would you stand on a stage and say, I don't have a team. And I don't have any, I, I don't, I'm not, you're not like good enough for me to lead. So the 12 of you, like, just leave the room because I need like better people than you.
2: No, I would never say that. Why not? Because I, those people I do well, I, at least in my opinion, I do. I follow up with them well. I, I try to address their issues and concerns. I feel like follow up with people that I already have is very good.
0: What makes guess, a, what I, makes a good leader? I'm interested.
1: Um, can I you, guess. Can you
0: guys hear my kids screaming in the background? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> continue <laughs> on, please. It's good. It's good. Um. I
2: guess for me it's um I I watch people that I um I admire as far as for leaders in our company and and trying to see am I capable of those kinds of things and, and what are
0: those things? List off those, those, those actions,
2: points. whether it's leading a Zoom or um, a training event or, um, product knowledge. And I, and it's like when I'm questioned about stuff, it's like, I know stuff, but then at the same time, I see things that I, I don't know and, you know, study, want to study that more, learn more, um, And it's, I also believe that it's a growing process and that I am on that path and I'm not there yet. So I couldn't um, do what they do. I shouldn't expect myself to do what they do at this point.
0: Okay. So, so far, a good leader knows how to lead a Zoom, lead a training event and has product knowledge.
2: They have good people skills.
1: What are those?
2: Um, they, people are drawn to them. They are magnetic. Why?
0: Explain why. Like tell um, me what they, what they how do. How they make people feel. Actions.
2: How they make people feel. Um.
0: How do they make people feel?
2: Loved on, good, all positive things. They're funny. They're um, they just love people well.
0: Kind of interesting because the last things that you told me about what make a leader great. They make people feel loved on. They're funny. They love people well. Those are also the things that you described to me that you do with your people.
2: Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So based on your description of what a good leader does, Loving people well seems to be like at the base and core of that description. Mm -hmm. But in your mind, you're like, yep, and I don't have a team and I don't have a team to lead. And you didn't say this this sentence, so I don't want to put it in your mouth. But what I get from you is, and I'm not a good leader.
2: Maybe because if I was a good leader, I would have a team, a working team.
0: If I was a good leader, I would have a working team. And how does that make you feel when you think that? Defeated. And when you feel defeated, what do you do?
2: I probably do lots of things that I buffer. I do lots of things I shouldn't do instead of what I need to do. Like what? Um, like um, run errands or handle things around my house, laundry, stuff.
1: What else
0: around your house? What does handle things around my house look like other um, than laundry?
2: taking care of our personal business, taking care of finances, taking care of my dogs, taking care of my husband.
0: Um, When you said personal business, is that like you own another business or like showering and like washing my hair?
2: No, I mean, I do our, I handle our finances and bills and all
0: okay. that. So you're just talking about like the household business. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's household business. Yes. Okay.
0: Like yeah, yeah, like house manager type of stuff. Right.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, like pay for the lighting, pay for the lights, pay the gas bill, water and sewer, those types of things. Okay. And what things do you not do when you feel defeated?
2: Um not consistent. With working my business, I'm not um, necessarily consistent with posting or reaching out to people, new people.
0: When you feel defeated, do you follow up with your current team members?
2: Um, yes. Are you yes. like
0: I'll get to you later when I don't feel so defeated?
2: Um. No, I, I pretty much touch base with them once a month.
0: Okay. What's going on in your head when you feel defeated? Um, like when you think if I was a good leader, I'd have a working team and I feel defeated. What goes on in your head?
2: It can go one of two ways. Sometimes I can be like really down on myself about it. Um, And then other times I'm. What does that
0: look like when you're really down on yourself about it?
2: That I don't need to be doing it.
0: So shouldn't be doing this with my time.
2: Um, That I shouldn't be trying to do this because I'm just not able.
0: So some self-doubt of ability. What's coming up for you right now as you're describing this to me?
2: Is that really true?
1: That you can't do it? Is it?
0: No. Why does your brain think that it is?
2: Um, just the doubt in myself.
0: What evidence do you have for this doubt?
2: Just the fact that I've not done it at
0: this point. I've never done it before. So I can't do it in the future. Right. Okay. So you have 12 people ordering and you think if I was a good leader, I'd have a working team and that makes you feel defeated. And when you feel defeated, you run errands, you do laundry, you take care of the finances, the dogs, the husband, the personal business of the home you avoid posting avoid new reach outs beat self up doubt self judge self question if you should even be doing this <clears throat> a little bit of self loathing going on here as well right like i'm not any good at this i've never done it before right yeah and really your result is i don't like myself as a leader And I hurt me. Yeah. What do you think about that?
2: I don't like it.
0: What do you make it mean about you that you don't have a working team?
2: Um, I make it mean that, um, I couldn't lead people that I'm not a good leader or I would, ha- I would have that. Mm-hmm.
0: And remember when we talked about what makes a good leader,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you said they love people well. Can someone learn to love people well?
2: I think they can. But at the same time, certain aspects of it, I think, are innate. They're just in you.
0: Do you have that within you?
2: I would like to think I do.
0: Few. Good. I mean, thank goodness. Cause it sounds like it's a hard thing to learn to love people well. So like few, <laughs> you were born with it. Too bad for the rest of us. <laughs> if you love people well, Do you think you could learn to lead a Zoom training event? Yes. What if you can't? Does that mean you're not a good leader because you don't Zoom? No. How so? Explain it to me.
2: Because the logical side of me knows that I could find people who are strong in that to help me in that area.
0: And your logical side, that's your prefrontal cortex talking. That's the one that's like, no, like, hang on. (laughs) But the lower brain is like, we don't know how to lead a zoom. We can't lead a training event. Our product knowledge needs work. I mean, we know how to make people feel loved, but like, You know, there's all these other things that we're never going to be able to figure out.
2: Those things I know I can learn. Honestly, I mean, I know I can.
0: So what's holding you back from being a good leader?
2: Hmm. Fear, maybe. Of what it might change in our life.
0: Okay. What might it change in our life?
2: Um, What it would take uh, the time of me that it might take.
0: So we have a little Away bit of from, scarcity around time. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: What might it take
2: away from you? Just the time that I I have now with, um, because I haven't worked um, up until this came along and my husband is retired, so we can kind of come and go as we please and do. And would it restrict that from the standpoint of the time it would take to lead a team?
0: What does your brain tell you the answer to that question is?
2: That um, that's a little bit ridiculous because I'm sitting at my mother's house right now where I've been for two weeks doing this. I've did, I've done other Zoom meetings while I'm here. Um, I know it can travel with me. It has as we've over the last three years as he's been retired and we've traveled, I've I take, you know, it goes with me and I know that. And so from that aspect, it doesn't really take away. He's very understanding. He's very um, supportive in letting me do it. If I just like tell him I have this at this time and I can do that. He's, it's my own mindset about what I'm, am I taking away from time with him?
0: How much time does it take to lead a team?
2: I have no idea.
0: How much time do you think it takes?
2: I could see, I I really don't know. I mean, I could see where I could spend three or four hours a day, which is not much considering I could be at work for eight hours.
0: Do you want to know what the best thing ever about network marketing is? What's that? You get to decide how much time it takes to lead your team. You can be like, today is zero hours. Zero hours to lead my team today. Yep, here I go. Going to go get my nails done. Going to go to lunch with my husband. Going to go to my mom's house. Zero hours for today. And your brain's going to be like, yeah, but like we need to put lots of hours in to lead a team because we can't make money on zero hours. (laughs) What if we're wrong? What if we could make money in like one hour a day, 30 minutes a day? What would that look like?
2: it feels good when that happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was at this um mastermind event in Sacramento last weekend. And the finance guy, Telton, he said, "I want to scale way back and I want my business to grow way bigger without me putting any extra time in it." And the mentor who was leading us goes, "Okay, let's figure it out." And some of us in the room were like, what? (laughs) What did she just say? Because we have this belief around time that's like, oh, if you want it to grow, you got to like roll up the sleeves and get to work. What if we're wrong about that?
2: That would be very good.
0: There are a lot of people who figured this out. Mm -hmm. Me being one of them in my own network marketing business. Right. It takes very little time to lead a team when you have systems, especially when you've created leaders And some of us don't talk about it enough because we're like, oh, I feel badly. I want my team to think that I'm like working all day for them because then they will feel like I'm a good leader. And I did that for a lot of years. And then my team was like, I don't even want your job. All you do is work all day. And I'm like, actually, I don't. But I just want you to think I do because like then if you think I work all day, then I don't have to feel so guilty making $40,000 a month for doing very little. So I started talking to my team about it. I was like, hey, team, okay, here's the thing. So um, (coughs) I can recruit 12 people in a week by spending one hour sending messages on my follow-up list. But like, that's because I have six years of practice. So it might take you longer to get a, a smaller result. But like, I just want you to know, like I worked an hour of IPA last month and signed up 12 people.
2: Wow.
0: And I did it on like, it was like four days before the end of the month, five days before the end of the month. I was like, oh, Sean might earn it on his leg. And I only have like six people signed up. So I'm going to have to get six more if I want to earn it on both positions. And so I was like, I should just try. I'll just like do an hour of IPA and see what happens and i signed up 12 people and i didn't i didn't give them any extra incentives than what the company was offering sometimes i have to give extra incentives but i was like wow that totally blew my mind cuz before then i was like yeah i haven't had a month of 12 since like my early days growing to diamond And I would be like, yeah, you know, my warm market just like doesn't do that for me anymore. Baloney. I just totally (laughs) annihilated that belief. I'm like, I could do 12 whenever I want, apparently. And I could do an hour of IPA this month and sign up two people. And then I'll be like, weird. (laughs) Sometimes there's a timing element, right? We know that. Right. What I'm trying to help you see here is that what if it's not going to take as much time as you think it is?
2: Yeah, I probably have it really built up in my head.
0: 100%. It's built up in your head. Me too. It's built up in my head too, clearly. And then I just accidentally disproved myself. So what if we started to believe, like, I'm a good leader and I'm going to be the pioneer of working less time and making more money. And your brain's going to be like, no, not you. You're not going (laughs) to figure it out. And you're going to be like, maybe. Let's just see, though. Maybe it'll be fun. I want to find out. I want to find out how many hours it takes a day to lead a team and make how much money? How much money do you want to make?
2: I mean, I would love to um, get to Emerald, but if I got that far, I would want to be Diamond.
0: Okay. So how much money do you want to make?
2: As much as I can.
0: How much is that?
2: (sighs) I mean, if I was... I would love to be dominant. I would love to make $40,000 a month.
0: Okay. So we want to make $40,000 a month. And when your brain's like, yeah, we want to do that. It's going to give you this thought. Well, that'd probably take too much time. We probably wouldn't have time to do that and enjoy our life. And you could be like, I know, let's just find out though.
2: Yeah.
0: when you think that thought, I know let's just find out though what does it make you feel?
2: It makes me smile it makes what makes feeling me feel um excited
0: And from excited, what do you think you're gonna do?
2: That makes me want to sit down and work and send messages and write posts.
0: Yeah. So the, the only thing that's different, the circumstance doesn't change. I have 12 ordering. And in one hand, you think if I was a good leader, I'd have a working team and you feel defeated. And then all the other things come in. We've already said them all. And our result is I don't like myself as a leader and I hurt me. Or... What's also available to us is this thought, I know, and I wanna find out. And then you feel excited. And then you're like, let's go message, let's post, let's follow up, let's get someone three for themselves. And your result line is, I show up. I live my full potential. I magnify my love. Both are available to you. And just like I was talking yesterday about the keys in the basket, car Mm -hmm. keys in the basket, which keys do you want to pick up and take for a drive today? They're in the basket every day. And sometimes you're like, yep, if I was a good leader, I'd have a working team. And I feel defeated when I think that. And that actually feels pretty awful. I don't even like myself when I pick up those keys. Why am I driving this car? I don't even like the color. (laughs) You're like, no, I want to drive like the top-down convertible, wind in the hair, can't control anything around me. And I'm screaming, Let's find out, though. Woo! It's going to be so fun.
1: And
0: when I drive that that car, I magnify my love. I magnify my gifts and talents. I show up and I live my potential. What a difference. Which car are you going to drive? convertible. I mean, sometimes you're probably going to pick the clunker and you're going to be like, uh there's days, but like who decides to put the car in park? I do. You can literally pull the car over on the side of the road, get out and hitchhike back home or walk. If you want to get your steps in, you know, whichever you want and go get the other car. Plus, you're retired, so you can, like, get an RV.
2: <laughs> yeah, I could.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, the places you'll go. Or are you going to stay home and drive the car with the color you don't like that you feel defeated in? You're like, oh, it's rusting on the sides. It smells like mildew. There's chips all over the floor. The clutch stalls. You get a pick.
1: It's the best news ever.
0: Thanks for getting coached today. Thank you. Melissa and Michelle, thank you so much. You're so welcome. (laughs) We'll see you here tomorrow at noon for our very last call before what's coming next. See you then guys. Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rink that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.